Seven kinds of podcast images from marketing and branding. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Even though podcasting is usually an audio-only experience, attractive images can enhance your podcast branding and help you promote your podcast better, even enabling you to promote your podcast in places where you couldn't otherwise promote it unless you had images for your podcast. So here are my suggestions to consider for both podcast-level and episode-level images. If you'd like to follow along in the show notes, then tap or swipe inside of your app or go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast images. Before I share the seven kinds of podcast images that you could create, I want you to know how images can help your podcast. First, establishing and reinforcing visual branding. You're familiar already with podcast cover, and you have to have podcast cover in order to submit your podcast to Apple Podcasts and other podcast directories and apps. You need that for your podcast. It is basically the logo for your podcast. Now, technically, it may or may not be an actual logo. For example, you may have simply a solid color background and the title of your podcast in text with a particular font. That's your visual branding. That could be a logo or it might not be. It depends on how unique you design it to be, even though there aren't really degrees of uniqueness. When you have that visual branding, your podcast cover art, your logo, your colors, your fonts, all of that, you can reinforce that by making additional images for your podcast. Not only the separate images of your podcast logo, artwork, the main branding of your overall show. And when I'm saying podcast, I mean your whole series, whereas episodes would be the individual episodes of your podcast. You can make multiple images for your overall podcast And that helps establish your branding in different places. And by making especially individual episode level images, you can reinforce that visual branding in how you design those images or how you have them designed for you by using things like maybe the same colors or the same fonts, the same layout, the same logo or particular style to it. Like it could be an icon style, a hand-drawn style, it could be a collage style, it could always use particular colors. I recommend try to always stick with the same fonts at least and follow the same template layout as much as possible. And when you create both multiple images for your podcast as well as images for your individual episodes, that really reinforces that visual branding. So even though you have those images looking different, different colors, different images or artwork inside of those images or those image files, people can see that and recognize, yeah, those are related. Those are all members of the same podcast because they all have these same things. Just like right now, Disney made the movie Frozen and then Disney also came out with Frozen 2 recently. Well, the Pixar studios, like the people who made Toy Story, even though they're owned by Disney, Pixar made this other movie called Onward. And For the longest time, I thought Onward was connected to Frozen in some way. And maybe it is. I haven't seen Frozen 2 and I haven't seen Onward yet. I do want to see those movies, but I might be correct in what I'm about to say. I don't actually know, but they look like they're related because of this one reason, the font. The font that Disney used for Frozen and Frozen 2 and the font that Pixar used for Onward, it's the same font. Or if it's not the exact same font, it is so close that it looks like the same font. Even the way that they curve the text, it makes it look 
like onward is related to frozen. And maybe it is. Like maybe onward is in the frozen universe a hundred years into the future when people have cars and automobiles. I guess that'd be more than a hundred years. Who knows in the frozen universe and how the Pixar and Disney series crossover now that Disney owns Pixar and all of that. I don't know. But the thing is, their font makes it look like they're related. I can't be the only one who feels like that. Maybe the shows are related. Maybe they're not. But when you can do that same kind of thing for good, not for confusion, it can help people get to know your podcast and your branding better. For a long time, the 5x5 podcast network from Dan Benjamin had all of the podcast cover looking very similar in style, even though they would use different colors, different fonts, and of course have different names for each podcast. They all followed the same basic style. You can go over to 5x5.tv and still see many of these podcast cover arts that share that same style where it's kind of like the text flew in and it has this three-dimensional streak behind it or a shadow or I'm not quite sure what you'd call that. But it is a nice and consistent style that they followed with many of their podcasts like Back to Work, The Big Web Show, Critical Path, 5x5 Specials. 5x5 After Dark, 5x5 at the Movies, and a few others. Look at those cover arts and you'll see how much they look similar to each other. Not only do they have the same network branding across the bottom, but their style is the same. So you can see that this is all part of the same network and it helps reinforce that visual branding. Another way images can help your podcast is helping you market your episodes. Looking specifically at individual episode images, not just reusing your overall podcast cover art, but making an image that's unique to each episode makes that podcast look a whole lot better when you share it in different social networks like Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, where an image may embed with the URL for your podcast. If you have a great looking image, that can look so much nicer than no image at all especially if you can have a relevant and well-designed image that's unique for each episode, that can look even better when you share those episodes out. And that can attract even more attention than simply your podcast logo or your cover art in that image, but something that's more relevant, more eye-catching for when those links are shared onto social networks. Having images, especially for each episode, can help you to even promote your podcast in those visual-only platforms like Pinterest and Instagram. You can't share just a text post in Instagram or Pinterest. You can't share only a link. You have to share something visual, a video or an image. And if you have those for your episodes, then it makes it so much easier to share those episodes onto those networks. And take Instagram, for example. If you only had your one podcast cover art for your overall show, your podcast, and you use that for every single episode, then when people look at your Instagram profile, they'll see that same image repeated over and over and over and over and over again. It's going to look like you're spamming your own profile with your image. That's not attractive. But if you have a separate image that's unique for each individual episode, and you're sharing those on Instagram or another visual platform, that can look a lot better and be a better way to market your episodes even enabling you to market your episodes in those visual-only platforms. Another way images help your podcast is by engaging your audience. When each individual episode has its own unique artwork, inside of those podcast apps that support episode-level artwork, that makes for a more engaging experience for your audience by giving something unique that they can see. 
I would hope it's still branded very well to your main podcast cover art so that it's very obvious that they're listening to your podcast, but it can enhance that experience a little bit more by making it communicate what that episode is about simply from the image. Or you can also make it engage your audience by putting something in that image that they need to see. Maybe it's a photo of your guest, a photo of a book. Maybe it is a photo that's relevant to something that you talk about in your podcast. And so people can see, oh yeah, that's the episode about wallabies. That's the episode about cakes. That's the episode about cars. You could even use that in your cover art for things that you want your audience to see instead of telling them to look in your show notes or go to your website in the apps, those apps that support it, which right now, unfortunately, Apple Podcasts does not support individual episode artwork, but Overcast, Pocket Cast, many other popular podcast apps do support episode artwork. You might be able to tell your audience, just look at the image for this episode and you'll see what I'm talking about. You could use that instead of sending them to your show notes for a particular image. Now you can do that for only one image unless you get into stuff like chapters or enhanced podcasts, but it can work for you. Maybe it's a photo of something that happened in the episode or a photo of what you're talking about. That can be more engaging for your audience. A unique image for every episode may not necessarily mean more people click or tap on your podcast, but it really enhances the experience for that audience you already have. A great example of taking this to the next level of using episode artwork to engage the audience is the No Agenda podcast. They have original artwork for every episode of their podcast. And by original artwork, I don't mean simply different images for each podcast, like I do often for the Audacity to Podcast, and other podcasters do that too, where it's a different image that maybe follows a template, displays something in it. What No Agenda does is they live stream the recording of their podcast. And while they're live streaming, their audience is listening, engaging with the show. And many of their audience are highly talented people. And they are making original artwork. Some of it is a parody of something that was said. Some of it's some inside jokes. Some of it is relevant to something that's happening in the world at that time. They have a website for their audience to create art for the podcast. It's noagendaartgenerator.com. And I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at the audacity to podcast.com slash podcast images. At noagendaartgenerator.com, people can submit their own art for use in future episodes for the episode that's being recorded right now. You can also see past art. And some of this stuff is hilarious. You don't have to know anything about the podcast or the episodes to know how funny some of these things are when you look at them. These are meme-level images, some of them. And their audience is extremely creative with this in submitting these original pieces of artwork. And these are brilliant. It's a great way that they're engaging their audience through their podcast artwork. You may not do that with your own audience, or maybe you do. It's up to you what you want to do. I, as a designer, sometimes I cringe at the inconsistency of some of the stuff. But the nature of the No Agenda podcast is more entertainment focused. And one of the reasons I listen to it is to be entertained as well as informed. So I don't really mind that it's not following a completely consistent branding because I enjoy seeing those images. You might do the same kind of thing for your audience or you might engage in a different way through your individual images for your episodes. The final way that I want to share with you how images 
help your podcast is communicating without words. You've heard the saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. And that's true in many different ways. One of the ways that is particularly true in podcasting is that the image may capture someone's attention and communicate your relevance to them more quickly than the title does. Think about what you can communicate through an image, emotions, ideas, concepts, very complicated things that you can communicate in just a single icon that's a few lines and shapes can communicate extremely complex ideas or relevance. I mean, like right now, everybody is using the same basic coronavirus COVID-19 image. So whenever you see that, you don't have to see COVID-19 or coronavirus or anything like that. You know right away, oh yeah, it's something more about COVID-19. Because that image is so strong, it communicates without words. On the positive side of things, you can do that same kind of thing with your podcast. Through your podcast cover art can communicate what your whole podcast is about through the themes and visual elements in that design of the cover art. For example, the cover art for the Audacity to Podcast has my logo in it. That's the microphone exclamation point RSS icon logo that I've enhanced over the years and made it more obvious what's in there. The microphone exclamation point has always been there from the beginning, but it wasn't very obvious, I think, in the first design of my logo. Well, that microphone exclamation point communicates audacity to me because it's about the boldness, the courage, the guts to podcast. So that's why that exclamation mark is there. The microphone and RSS icon are there, not because my podcast is a podcast. Please, for the love of pod, do not use a microphone, headphones, or the RSS icon for your podcast cover art unless you're talking about RSS microphones headphones, stuff like that. Then that's when it's good to use those cliche images because they're no longer cliche, they're descriptive. And that's something that my logo communicates. When someone looks at my logo, they can see microphone, exclamation point, RSS icon. It may not communicate audacity directly, but it helps reinforce that. It does communicate, this is a podcast about podcasting. Similarly, with someone who has a photo of a mixer or someone who has a photo of cars or of an old couple together or of all of these other things that could be in the images, for your podcast level artwork, that can communicate what your overall podcast is about and can often grip people better than your title. For your individual episodes, it can communicate better as well. Like using the No Agenda example with all of their highly creative artwork that they have for episodes or other podcasts where you might be able to find an image that communicates what the theme of a particular episode is And you can use that image in your cover art, and that can communicate without the title of your episode. And it can also make things a lot more fun with your episodes, too, and communicating some intrigue and curiosity with those episodes. So images help your podcast by establishing and reinforcing visual branding, by marketing your episodes, by engaging your audience, and by communicating without words. Now, what are the images that I think you need? Seven different images. And I've got some guidelines and even a few technical specifications for these different images in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast images. And keep in mind that all seven of these images could apply to your overall podcast and be simply different formats of your podcast cover art, as well as apply to individual episodes with that unique image that you make for individual episodes. And I make several of these images myself or have someone make them for me 
for my episodes of the Audacity to Podcast most of the time. Recently, I've skipped some of the images just for the sake of time, but I really like having these different images. And I'll have examples of the different kinds of images in the show notes too, so you can see what I'm talking about and how the same image is reformatted for these different contexts. So number one, square image for podcast apps and Instagram. You're already familiar with your podcast cover art that needs to be square. That's what podcast apps use, your show level image, and you can make your individual episode images for your podcast. And those can display in some podcast apps and also Instagram. Instagram works great with square images. That was the way it was originally created is for square images. So with the square image for your podcast, this is good to have with text inside of it because it might display only by itself or it might display in places where the text that goes along with the image or the title of your episode might be much smaller. So for this square image, I do recommend that it have text in it. Like the image that you share onto Instagram can have the title of your episode or maybe the basic outline if you want to get that detailed. But try and keep it clean and consider that those images may be seen at many different sizes. So you want it to be as clear and legible as possible. That square image works for podcast apps, for Instagram, for a lot of places, really. You may want to use it on your website. You may use something different on your website that I'll mention in a little bit. But this is the number one thing that I recommend that you have, that square image for podcast apps and Instagram. If you look at the Audacity to Podcast and in the show notes for this episode, you'll see an example of a square image that is branded to the Audacity to Podcast. Same fonts, same layout, same basic design. The colors change and the icon changes, but the title of the episode is there in the image. That makes it very shareable onto Instagram and makes it work great inside of a podcast app. Number two, crop-friendly wide image for video and social. Video is generally 16 by 9 ratio, like 1920 by 1080. That's 1080p resolution, or it might be 1280 by 720 for 720p. It's a different resolution for 4K, but it's the same ratio, 16 by 9, 16 blocks across, 9 blocks down, basically. That's the ratio for what we generally call widescreen video. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and some other social networks also use a wide image, but they may crop it a little. So that's why I say crop friendly. Like right now, the recommended dimensions for Facebook and Twitter are 1200 pixels by 628 pixels. That is not an exact 16 by 9 ratio. That's the ratio and the size that you would need for ensuring that the image is not cropped when it's shared to Facebook and Twitter. And those dimensions may change in the future and probably will. But when you have this crop-friendly wide image for your podcast, you can use it in these different contexts, like making a video for your podcast. Or if you ever decide to do video or promo, you have something that you can display on the screen. Or if you're giving a presentation in front of an audience, you can use this image for that audience to display on the projector. The way to make it crop friendly is to ensure there's plenty of margin all around the edge of the image. So you don't have text too close to the top or bottom of the image, and you don't have text too close to the left or right sides. Text or the icon or image or whatever that most important thing is that you want people to focus on inside of the image. If you create an image that's in the 16 by 9 ratio 
and you give it that extra breathing room, the margin on the top and bottom especially, then when you share it onto social networks like Facebook and Twitter, it will be cropped. But the crop isn't going to hurt anything because you didn't put anything in that area that would be cropped. That's why I recommend a crop-friendly image for video and social. You could do this a little bit differently where maybe you do have an image that's only for your 16 by 9 video where you know it's not going to be cropped and then you make a separate image for 1200 by 628 or whatever the dimensions are at the time for Facebook and Twitter. This is good for if you want something to definitely appear at the bottom or the top of the screen, like maybe your badge or icon or a bar information or something like that. You can create those separate versions or create one version that is crop friendly. That's image number two. Image number three, crop-friendly tall image for Pinterest. Pinterest can have images of all shapes and sizes, but the best thing that works for Pinterest, and it's the most engaging, it looks the best on the platform, and it's what most of the Pinterest experts recommend, is a taller image. And you can have really tall images on Pinterest, and that can be interesting in certain contexts, but most of the time for a simple podcast image post, you don't need a lot of space. So the general idea is something that is in the ratio of two by three for Pinterest. So for example, it could be 1200 pixels wide by 1800 pixels tall. So imagine two blocks wide, three blocks tall. That works great for Pinterest. And I say crop friendly because similar to the wide image for video and social, there are certain video platforms that are intended to be consumed only on mobile devices and therefore only allow or focus on vertical video. I really don't like vertical video, but if it's designed to only be consumed on a vertical device, then vertical video is what you want to do. Like for example, TikTok, Instagram stories, Snapchat, things like that are consumed usually or exclusively on a mobile device that's being held in the hand and it's in a vertical orientation. And so there, vertical video takes advantage of almost every pixel on the screen. That's what you would want. A crop-friendly tall image for your podcast can be the same image that you use for Pinterest and for video stories, or you could make a slightly different image that takes advantage of every pixel. In vertical video, just like where wide video is 16 by 9, Vertical video is simply rotated, so it would be 9 by 16. So instead of 1280 by 720, it would be 720 pixels wide by 1280 pixels tall. You could design that in a way that can be cropped friendly for Pinterest, or maybe you design the Pinterest image in a way that can be cropped for your video images. But that gives you an image then that you can use in those more vertically oriented spaces Pinterest, video stories and other places like that. And maybe someday you start producing vertical video for please, 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 please make it only be for vertical context. But maybe you do that and so you can have a great image that fills the screen and it reinforces your branding, does all those things that podcast images can do for your podcast. That's the third image. The fourth image is a thumbnail image for your website. This starts to get a little bit more niche and depends on how you make your website work and how you use images on your website. I suggest, and your website might be different and your preferences could be different, but I suggest you have some kind of thumbnail only image that you use on your website as the featured image for your podcast. This might be square, it might be widescreen, it might be 
uh, more rectangular. It's really up to you and how you want your website to be. I recommend though, don't let the website crop it itself. You crop it to the dimensions you want. Sometimes you can design the image recognizing that your widescreen image, like a 16 by 9 image for video, is going to be cropped to a one-to-one ratio to a perfect square, and it's going to be cropped to the very middle of the image. So you design your image that way, so that if it's cropped in the very square middle, nothing is cut out that's important. You can do that. Or you might just want to design an image that is a square image for your website. This is what I do for the Audacity to Podcast. I like to have a square image that goes along with every episode on the website, and the only place that image is used is in the thumbnails. Now, on my website, the text for each episode, the titles of each episode, is displayed in bigger font than you would see inside of the image. So I think on my site, it makes more sense to not have distracting, small, harder-to-read text inside of the image and to let the text on the website do that for me. For my thumbnail images, I remove the text from it. You see in different images for the Audacity to podcast, like when I had my privacy episode, I had an image of an eye, or when I had the perfectionism episode recently, I had an image of a target with an arrow hitting the target. And the perfectionist probably already noticed what I intentionally did to that image is that it was a bullseye, but the arrow was really close to the edge of almost not being a bullseye. But it was still a bullseye, technically, but not in the exact center. But that was an image that I used, an icon inside of those images. So for the thumbnails for those episodes, I made it only the background and that icon. No text, no logos, nothing like that, because I want it so that when you look at my website, you see the title of the episodes in regular text and you see those little thumbnails. That's my choice for how I display the images on my website. Your website could be completely different where you display the images really big And so you might want text in those images. Whatever the case, consider what you can use as a thumbnail image for your website, whether that's displayed small, next to your episode titles, or above your episode titles, below your episode titles, in the content of your episode, or anything like that. It's that thumbnail image that will appear only on your website. Number five, a background image for creativity. I love the second line themes as my WordPress themes for podcasting, and I use their two cent theme over at the audacitytopodcast.com. And I've talked about second line themes before and why I think they're the best podcast themes out there for WordPress. Go listen to my episode if you haven't already at the audacitytopodcast.com slash second line, and that's spelled out instead of the numbers. I wanted to do something on my website for a while. I might have seen this on other sites. I don't know exactly where I got the idea, but I wanted to be able to use these images that I was creating for individual episodes, use it as a background image in some way for my website. And when the second line themes came along and I started playing with them, especially the two cent theme that I use, this was something I loved. I was already trying to hack together other WordPress themes to do this kind of thing, and it was getting really complicated, and I had to get into the PHP and all this stuff. But second line themes makes it really easy. It's a simple field inside of the post editor where you can say, this is the title background image. So what I do is I make another version of the wide image for my podcast that doesn't have text. It has only that icon or the image photograph, whatever it is for that episode. And it's centered. 
Now that could be cropped to a square, yes, but I make a specific square image, as I mentioned, for my thumbnails. For this background image, I don't blur it. I don't do anything like that. I leave that to the website to do because second line themes can blur it for me. It can put an overlay cover with the image for me so that it won't conflict with the text in the foreground. I really like the way this looks because it helps me to reinforce that visual branding for my podcast and make each episode look unique with the color scheme, the icon that's in the image with that background. You can use those background images for some fun creativity like inside of your podcast episodes on your website or inside of something else that you do. You could use it for video. You could use it for animations, for slides, for all kinds of things with that kind of background image. And especially if you can design those background images in a way that's scalable, a vector image, like something you would create inside of Adobe Illustrator instead of Photoshop, because Photoshop is generally pixel-based, whereas Illustrator is art-based or really vector-based. So you can scale infinitely without losing quality, kind of like text, how you can scale it infinitely without losing quality. If you can create that, then you could even get your background images printed onto something like a poster or a backdrop or a banner or something much bigger. And you can do some really cool things with that, like using it as a backdrop for your videos. Just ensure that whatever you design will not conflict with putting text over it. So try to avoid having high contrast in your image. If you do, you might need to tone that down a little bit. Or maybe your website theme, like second line themes, will allow you to tone down that contrast a little bit by blurring it, by adding an overlay color, or changing something else about the image. I really, really like how second line themes does this. And look at some of the episodes I've posted on the audacitypodcast.com to get an idea of how this works together and how I use the background images, as well as look at the show notes for this episode. I have an example of my background image that I use. Image number six, an open image for audiograms. And open was the best word I could come up with for this. It's kind of like a background image, but it might also be more like a framed image. The idea is that there are these different tools out there like Headliner and Wave and a couple other tools that allow you to make audiograms. This is an image that is branded to your podcast, but then these tools will add an audio waveform on top of the image. And the audio waveform could be in different ways. It could look like a waveform inside of an audio app. It could be some circle that bounces and blobs in different ways as the audio is changing. Those can be really cool and can help you promote your podcast in certain places. So you're making those audiograms by taking a static image taking an audio excerpt from your episode, combining it together in those apps, and then they give you this video that you can share out. I think these kinds of things are best when you design them with some open space for either the waveform itself, for maybe you want some text to appear in there, like the transcription that goes along with the episode for that very short segment. Please don't do an entire episode like this. But these are for short promotional things, you know, a joke in your podcast or an insight that you share, something quotable, a nugget that people can take from the episode and make sense shared without context. Those are the kinds of things that you would make audiograms for. And Headliner, Wave, several other tools can help you make those. And a great way that you can brand those audiograms to your podcast is by making these open images for your podcasts. Now that could be for your overall podcast. Maybe you have a generic one that you use for anything from your podcast. Maybe you make something for your individual episodes. So like what I might do 
for my own episodes is simply take out the icon from the image and then use that image where that space where the icon was is now empty. So that's where the waveform or whatever animation I use for the audio and maybe the transcription displays in there while I keep the title and the little bar at the bottom of the artwork or design it differently. It's up to you. But this open image, framed image, template image, whatever you want to call it, can work great for those audiograms. And number seven, show images for profile branding. If you put your podcast on social networks, and I do recommend that at least reserve your podcast branding everywhere you can, even if you're not going to use it. And if you're not going to use it, don't link to it, don't promote it, but do reserve your branding in those places. So make a Facebook page, maybe even make a Facebook group, make a Twitter account, make a YouTube channel, make a LinkedIn company page, all of these things. Go ahead and make them for your podcast. Just don't promote them if you're not going to actually be active on them. But each of these different places have different guidelines for images that you can use on there. Like some of these places crop the images to a circle. You need to keep that in mind with how your images might be displayed. Your podcast cover art or your individual episodes. Some of these places have a spot for not only your main icon or logo or profile image, but also a background image of some sort. Or another image in another place, a tall banner, a wide banner, a very flat, narrow banner, all kinds of things like that. In the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast images, I have a link to an article from sproutsocial.com. I might replace this in the future if I find a better article, but this is a great resource for knowing exactly what those dimensions need to be for those exact places. So you know Your Facebook profile image should be this big. Your Facebook background image should be this big. Your YouTube profile image should be this big. Your YouTube background image should be this big. The shared images should be that big and so on so that you can make sure that you are designing your artwork for the ideal uses and taking advantage of every single pixel. Now, that doesn't mean you have to create a hundred different versions of an image, but you do need to know it's going to be cropped this way on this platform so that you can account for that, put in particular margin if you need to. And this can make your branding on the social networks a whole lot stronger. It's great to look at a podcast page on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that and see there's the definite logo or profile photo or icon or whatever for the podcast. And everything else about the page looks great. It looks like it was done by a professional with this uniform branding that's consistent across all of these platforms and all of these places. So look at that article from Sprout Social to see what those dimensions should be or what you should be accounting for in those different places. And these would generally be for your podcast level images because you're not going to change your Facebook background image for every episode that you create. You want something that's more universal to your podcast that applies to the overall podcast branding, not the individual episodes in most of these places. And that way you can make it once and use it on those places and leave it like that until you maybe someday redesign your branding or have someone else do it for you. So these are the seven images that I recommend for your podcast. Number one, square image for podcast apps and Instagram. Number two, crop friendly wide image for video and social. Number three, crop friendly tall image for Pinterest. Number four, thumbnail image for your website. Number five, background image for creativity. 
Number six, open image for audiograms. And number seven, show images for profile branding. You can look at the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast images to see some examples of these different images as well as get these links that I mentioned. And you'll probably want the links for what I'm going to mention next, how to make these images. I'm not going to teach you graphic design skills or how to work with this different software. I want you to know what tools you can use or the resources that you can take advantage of to get these images for your podcast. Number one recommendation, hire a professional. If you're not a designer yourself, you could try designing these things yourself. And I will mention a few tools that you can use for that. But hiring a professional can get you so much farther in this process and someone who really understands how podcast images work, not just putting tiny text on a big image And thinking, oh, everyone's got a 24-inch monitor, and so therefore they're going to see this tiny text on this image. But someone who understands the different dynamic images that display and get cropped in different places. So you can work with, for example, Mark DeCote from Podcast Branding, or go through a service like Design Crowd or 99designs, and that can put you in contact with someone who is professional, can design these images for you. Your first podcast cover art or your individual episodes as you go along. You could also do it yourself. And some of the great tools that I like for that are Relay That, which is a really nice tool for especially template-based designs where you can make your episode images very easily with Relay That. You set up your template, and then you simply adapt it for each episode. Adobe Spark Post is also great. I've loved Adobe Spark Post ever since it came out several years ago. You can use it on your mobile device through a browser as well. And you can even upload your own branding to it if you're a subscriber to the service. And you get that subscription free if you're already using Adobe Creative Cloud. And you can do so much with Adobe Spark Post and pull in your own images or find images from their free stock photography services. So much more. It is a fantastic tool. And it makes it really easy to reformat your images to different sizes as well. You could copy your image or reformat it from being a wide image to a tall image, and it uses artificial intelligence to try and figure out how you want those images and elements in the images to realign and stuff. It is fantastic. Canva is also extremely popular and highly recommended. PicMonkey is very similar to Canva. They're both online web-based image editing tools. Photoshop Elements, if you don't have the full Adobe Creative Suite and you don't want to pay for all of that, Photoshop Elements is a single program that you can buy and run on your computer to design these things. And there are uh, iPad and tablet equivalents of these as well. And any design and layout software that you have that you're comfortable using, you could design your episode images inside of PowerPoint or Apple Keynote. You could design them inside of other apps that you may already have or have access to. The main thing is to make it look attractive, to make it communicate well, reinforce your brand and really make it a good representation of your podcast. So these are the seven kinds of podcast images for marketing and branding. Check out the links in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast images if you want some guidance, if you want to see my examples, or you want to check out some of these resources that I mentioned for where you could hire someone or you could do it yourself. And if you're looking for some feedback on your images, You want to know, oh, should I go with A? Should I go with B? I'm trying to figure out this concept. I can't quite figure out how to describe what I'm looking for. 
If you want help, especially right now, during this time of pandemic and social distancing and all this stuff where many of us feel disconnected from other people and we might not get to see people or talk to other human beings all that often, if you need community, if you need encouragement, accountability in your podcasting journey, then check out podcasterssociety.com. Even as the director of Podcaster Society, I have benefited from it because it's great to have a community of other podcasters. Yes, podcasters, not people who want to podcast. It's podcasters. You must have already launched a podcast to be in Podcaster Society. There have been a couple times before where people have joined and in their little form, they say that they haven't launched their podcast yet. I reach out to them. I refund their money and let them know, I'd love to have you here, but you need to have launched your podcast first. The reason for that is because I want us to be on a more level playing field where we're not talking about launching. We're talking about what comes after episode one. And during this time of social distancing and house arrest, or excuse me, I mean, lockdown for safety and all of that other stuff, sometimes you need someone out there that you can connect with. You're not posting in a Facebook group where you're going to get a thousand different opinions from people that have no idea what they're talking about to extremely experienced professionals to people who have some kind of agenda and hate you for asking the question. None of that happens inside of Podcaster Society. It's a great community. We've got live chat going on through Slack. We've got resources and courses. The main thing is if you need help, if you want some feedback on your podcast, on your design ideas for your episodes, if you want to bounce some ideas off of other podcasters, if you want a friendly, encouraging community to help you make your podcast better, then check out podcasterssociety.com. I'd love to have you there. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to start and grow your own podcast for passion or profit. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.